It's July 13th, 2019, and this is episode 10 of It Started in Hendricksville, Stories by Jerry Abram. Good afternoon, Dad. How are you doing today? Doing fine. Great. It is uh, another hot day. Very much, yes. So what have you been up to today? I know you've had a really busy day, so thought well, we'd recap that. Well, I went out to Autumn Hills and visited with your mother, uh-huh. and we went out to lunch together. And uh, then I came back and uh, took the tractor over to Nats and done some grading for him where he is building a new barn. Yeah, so Nats just got a new barn uh, that uh, some Amish people built for him just here in the past week, so you've been over there giving him out. Well, that's great. All right, well, this is episode 10, and uh, my original goal for these podcasts was to do 10 episodes of 5 to 10 minutes long. (laughs) Instead, we're going to do at least 10 episodes of 30 minutes long. Um, But uh, we're going to do today's episode, and then we'll take a break for a little while. I I suspect we'll get back to this at some point, um, but we've covered most of the topics except for the ones we're going to cover today. Um, So I think with that, we'll just dig right in. So, Dad, one thing that I never really got to talk much to you about was when you were a little boy and uh, growing up in Hendricksville, you would have had either no electricity or maybe some limited electricity, you said earlier, with a generator that your dad had and some probably DC-powered lights or something, and probably either little or no plumbing in the house. Tell us about a typical day. What was it like, uh, particularly in the wintertime, what was it like when you got up in the morning? Did, did, how, how did things work? How did meals work? Uh, what time did you get up? What time did you go to bed? That kind of stuff. Well, normally we would wait till daylight because of the light situation. Okay. Uh, Mom had a, what they call an oil stove, and it was, the burners on it actually burned kerosene. Okay. And uh, you could turn those burners on and get a flame that looked a little bit like a gas stove flame. And that's what she had to cook breakfast Was it on. under pressure, the, the kerosene, or you just, you just it poured was, it in a fuel tank and well, pumped it, yeah, it up? Well, yeah, gravity. It's gravity thing. Gravity okay. went in. All right. And then also, uh, that was mainly summertime we used that. Then in the wintertime, she had a wood-fired cook stove. Right, so you heated the house with that, I bet. And well, then you also a lot of the up. house. And yeah. we had another stove, another wood stove, or a coal stove. We kind of switched back and forth on those Okay. to actually warm the house with. Uh-huh. But uh, when Mom had the cook stove, we had to cut wood... Uh, split it real fine so that it would get hot quick. Okay. And this had a big well, reservoir in yeah. the end of it right beside the firebox, so we always had hot water when you work on oh, that. Okay. We just could carry water from the well and uh-huh. put in that, and then we always had hot water for bathing or shaving or whatever, you know. And, and you mentioned the well, so was that an outdoor well? Yes. And how did how did it work? What kind of... Just had a uh, just a pump with a big long handle on it. And you just pumped the water. And I think sometimes you call pitcher pumps or something like that. But anyways. well, it wasn't a pitcher. It was the other. It was a better pump than that. Okay. But uh, it uh, you'd pump a lot more water and a lot faster than a pitcher pump. Okay. And it would pump from deeper. Okay. Yeah, you know, those little pitcher pumps they could pump out of a cistern. That was about it on that. Okay. And then did you guys keep uh, a big jug of water in the house most of the time then that you that you hauled in or how, how did that all work with water 
Well, we had what just what everybody called a water bucket. Okay. Had a big bucket, uh, and it was porcelain. And you had a dipper in that bucket. When you wanted to drink, you just go in there and dip that water up and drink it. Everybody drank out of the same dipper, sure. the same, same water, and uh, it was well water. Uh, it was good cold water when you first bring it out of the well. And uh, of course, it was full of lime, but <laughs> yeah. you didn't think about those things. Sure. Then. And did you guys have any water inside? Any like uh, ability to pour water down a drain or anything inside your houses? No. Or? No, everything had to be carried out. So you, you, I assume you had some kind of sink or a wash bin somewhere in the kitchen, but you, you couldn't actually. Well, they, you know, they washed dishes in a dish pan. Okay, all right. So with two dish pans, you had one for rinsing, and you would wash in one. Okay. And uh, it would just, you know, you would scrape the scraps out after you ate. And, clean the plates as much as you could and then yeah. you'd put them in the soapy water and wash them and then rinse them and put them back in the cupboard. Interesting, okay. Um, so what about uh, meals? How did meals work at your house? Did you guys all, had, did you have a table and you, you would, you'd gather together for a meal oh, regularly? Yes. yes, we sat at a table and went around the table and had our meals together. Now when dad was uh, traveling on the road it depended on which of his routes he was on because sometimes he got in so late uh -huh. mom and us kids would go ahead and eat before he got home okay. and she would just put him some food up in the ice box we didn't have a refrigerator but had a box we kept ice in and okay. it kept stuff cold enough to keep it good and you mentioned this hot water um, thing on the end of the, the stove was that water that you also used to to take a bath and that kind of stuff yeah. So you would just dip some water out of that, put it into a, you had a big tub, I said big enough. You could, number two galvanized washing tub. And, and number two meant the size, I yeah. assume. Number two was a certain size of tub, and I right. suppose almost everybody had one of these well, things. Yeah. And you, so, and I and I bet not just one person used the water. No, but you always, I think we drew straws to see who got in first. Okay. <laughs> they, they probably got the warmest and the cleanest That's water. That's right. Yeah. 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 Okay. Very good. Um, and so then in the evenings, let's talk again about the winter time. It's cold um, and it's getting dark early. So you you know nowadays, uh, just like back then, you're you're getting dark around six o'clock sometimes in the winter time. What did you guys do after it got dark? I mean, you I assume well, we you didn't go to lamps. sleep that early. Okay, we had kerosene lamps. Uh huh. Could have lamp light. So these are just a, a lamp with a big wick in it, and yeah. you would just light those up mm -hmm. and give you some light in the house. And Usually one, had one in each room. Well, not in the bedroom, but in the kitchen and living room while we had a lamp in both places. Okay. So you could see the walk and see through there. And, and then, um, so once it turned dark and you're not doing anything outside, what kinds of things did you do? You didn't have television, you didn't have, yeah. you know. Didn't have... Uh, you. Well, my sisters, uh, they uh, what they enjoyed the most was they'd catch me somewhere and get me up on the bed and put pillows over my head and then get up on top of the pillows and try to smother me. To yeah, death. That so that was one of the. <laughs> <laughs> and you didn't even have a little entertainment. So. Yeah. Well, let's switch gears then. Let's talk about um, the kinds of games you guys played. So mm -hmm. when you did want to have some entertainment, which I don't know if you would have done that regularly or if maybe you just did that on the weekends, but. What did you guys do for games and entertainment when you were young? 
Okay, uh, we never was allowed to have cards. Like oh yeah, here. I wanted you to talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So tell us about uh, the history of that. Well, those cards, the same kind of standard deck of cards like you would play poker or whatever with, Dad and Mom decided them was not good. That you was going to do something with them that you shouldn't do. That was a not, not a so, healthy thing to play with. No, so. so they would let us play Rook. We had cards that where you played a game sure, called yeah, Rook. Sure, yeah, a great game, yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, then we also could play Monopoly. Okay. Then uh, we had a carom board and played carom. I don't know, it's uh, most of the people, older people will know what a carom board and uh-huh. carom was. It's almost uh, like pool, but yeah, with these little, little ranks that slide around. Yeah, uh-huh. on the board. And Dad was really good at Oh, at I carom. didn't know that. Oh, okay. yeah, he was very good at it. So with Carom, would that have been, or with any of these games, would it have been something primarily for your own family, or would you guys have had neighbors or friends or something that would come to your house and you would have like a little tournament or play the game or something well, like that? Well, they would come, you know, just one family would come to visit, and that would be our entertainment. Okay. The, the kids and the dads and whoever, moms or whatever, would play Carom. Huh, okay. Uh, um, so that was the games I had written down. Um what other games uh, you talked about? You talked about some sort of dating games for the kids um, that you occasionally would play. You s- said you had uh, um, two games. What were those two games? <laughs> well, one of them was post office, uh-huh. and all the older people know what that was. And uh, what spin I, the bottle, I think. So the yeah, other one. spin so. the bottle. I believe that was the other one. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. And that, you didn't get any money involved in any of that because nobody had any money. <laughs> no gambling involved, good, clean fun. So, okay, well, very good. Um, is there anything else about growing up, you know, the, the meals you had, the tasks you did, um, like with, with getting water and feeding the stove and stuff, was that primarily the boys' jobs or did kind of everybody do everything? No, everybody so, worked. Everything. Okay. Yeah. They didn't, uh, I was the only boy, of course, up, plumb up until I was 10 years That's old. That's true, yeah, Randy was 10 years younger. Before Randy now. was born, uh-huh. but uh, they did not make me wash dishes. The girls would take care of that. <laughs> yes, you did. But I sure did split a lot of wood and carried in a lot of coal yeah. to make my part up. Yeah, know. to make up the difference. Yeah. Uh, you, they probably got the better end of the deal on that. Oh, yeah. So. Um, and um, on the bathing front, I think most of us are pretty familiar with, uh, you know, taking a, a bath a day, sometimes a couple baths a day. Do you remember how often you guys got to bathe? Mainly once a week. I was going to, I was thinking it might have been as, as you as heard the old saying, a Saturday night bath. Really? Yeah. And, and I assume you, was that when you did it in preparation, then you'd be clean for Sunday church maybe yeah. or? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's, that's why we done it on Saturday. So we wouldn't. Okay. It wouldn't smell like a goat roper when we went to church. <laughs> <laughs> well, now that you're speaking about church, I want to switch over because we, we've talked a little bit about Liberty Church and uh, there were other churches you guys were active in. I want to hear a little bit about church and how that was. And um, you guys, uh, you know, nowadays, l- l- let me put it in this re- perspective so you know what I'm asking. Nowadays, it's really, for most people, it's a, get ready a few minutes early, you run the church, you sit there. Church is a very polished, very, you know, kind of highly prepared thing. Back in your days, those would have been, in the churches you went to, those were, I don't know if anybody was paid very much to do anything. I'm Mm -hmm. sure that maybe the preacher was paid a little bit or something like that. 
they would get a little bit of money for the preacher. But. And um, so you've got a, a lot of people volunteering. All the leaders are volunteers. So mm-hmm. kind of how did church work? And uh, and like when you go on a, on a Sunday morning, how, how, how did that all work? When did you show up? Did you stay there a long time? Um, did you guys have pitch-ins and things like that? No, we had it. It was a ritual, uh, the way they handled it. And we would have uh, three songs just without an instrument. Uh-huh. Always three songs, yeah. yeah. Then we'd have a prayer. Uh-huh. Then after the prayer, we would have a reading. Okay. Uh, somebody would read a chapter out of the Bible. And I assume this, this would always been men. Anyone that was speaking would have been a man in this oh, yeah. time frame. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. That was another big argument. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Big deal. Yeah. But okay. anyway, uh, then after that, we would do one more song after the uh, reading. Uh-huh. And then the preacher would do his thing, and then we'd have an invitation song. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. Now, after all that was done, okay. and everything was done, they went to the table up by the pulpit, and... Uh, they opened up the table, took a tablecloth off. Okay. Had a little flask of uh, grape juice mm-hmm. and two glasses. Okay. So they would try to pour about the same amount in each of those two glasses. Then two guys, and it didn't have to be any special people, they would have, would offer to help. And they'd take those glasses and they'd go down through the rows and pass them around. And everybody drank out of the same glass. Yeah, that's what I thought, yeah. Yeah, and then uh, they always, the uh, loaf was a round loaf of, uh, of uh, unleavened bread. Uh, flat bread like that, mm-hmm. yeah. And they would break that in two and put that in two plates, and these two same two guys would take that around. Then what was most amazing uh, would be nowadays, uh, come time for the collection, you didn't make a collection into a, Container. They started singing, and the and and, and uh, that wasn't the way when I was a little boy. No, I know. Oh, this is interesting. But the back row, just as soon as the song started, would come out up the aisle. They'd walk past the table. They took the table where the communion was Uh sitting. and it wasn't but probably that big a square. And they'd push the table two foot wide by foot and a half deep or something. Well, no, it's about three foot. Three three foot foot wide. Okay. They'd push this tablecloth down and make a big corner there. Uh-huh. And as you went by, you laid your money on that table. I went back to your seat, and soon as... And everybody saw whether you put something down or not. Well, yeah, they said, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's fascinating. But it was just unbelievable. And uh, But that's the way they... That's just the way you done your community... Uh, your, uh, your gift. Your offer. Now, and you you guys, Liberty Church was right there, well, it was up on the hill back in those days, and that was, a, I assume that building, that was an old building, so I assume that building was there long before you were born. Oh, mercy, yes. Um, yeah. In fact, I'm not sure, it was there before my dad was born. I okay, so, so that's an old church. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then you also, you guys uh, also went to church some at... What's the other one? Uh, Richland. Richland. Were, were there rituals around uh, communion and, and giving and stuff very similar, or were they a little different? Exactly the same. Exactly the same. So they, yeah. they same and time. And we visit occasionally out at Unionville. Same thing. Oh, 
Oh, really? It was just the way they all worked it out. And so those were the three churches. And, and of course, I growing up, we had connections. We didn't have very close connections to Richland when I was growing up. Not like I think when you were younger, but right. we certainly had close connections to Unionville. Yeah. Uh, lots of lots of uh, time that preachers would preach at uh-huh. Liberty, and then they might preach at a different time out at Unionville and those types of things. I think uh, my sister Wilma was baptized at Richland. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, in Richland, did they have a baptistry, or did you do no, it in the creek? They had a creek right well, behind the church. And maybe Liberty, when you were young, would have been the same way. I was baptized in the creek right in front of the old Hendricksville store down there. Yeah, the which old is swimming hole. Yeah, which is kind of almost behind from the house you grew up in. So yeah. you were mm-hmm. you were baptized. You were born twice within a few hundred feet of right, each other. Right. <laughs> so okay, Just filled that creek plumb full of sand, and they took me under. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, yeah, yeah, very interesting. Um, so, uh, where was I going with that? So, going back to preachers. So, when you were a young boy, did you guys, who did the preaching? Was there a, 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 a kind of official preacher, or were people, volunteers did it? or? Well, some of them volunteered, and others, they would pay them a little bit. Uh-huh. But they would call and ask if they would come and speak on a certain Sunday. Then the Sundays that we didn't have a preacher... Oh, okay. The men in the congregation, when it come time for the preaching, uh-huh. they would get up with their Bible and go up on the pulpit and read at least one chapter out of the Bible. That is so, you know, I, that I had completely forgotten about that, but what I remember as a little boy, we did that some. Yeah. I, I We did it sometimes on Wednesday nights, and I remember occasionally doing that on a Sunday when there wasn't a preacher. Yeah. And then you would what, sing a song in between each time you read, or you no, just, you no. just took turns guy, reading? One guy would sit down, and everybody would start looking around and say, who was going to get up next, you know? And so somebody would get up enough nerve, they'd get up and go up and read. And uh, then uh, the kid... You'd get so tired of this uh-huh. and had set till you'd wore out and wanting to go play. So then every time somebody'd go sit down, you'd sit there and you'd go, I hope nobody hope gets no one up. else gets up. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that was just and then as soon as that was over with there was no invitation because there was nobody there to baptize. Okay. And then so you just go ahead and uh, have your communion and your offering, and that would be it. Oh, and that was interesting. So when you said there was no one there to baptize, that means that in general, was the the person that did the preaching was the one that would do the baptizing if Absolutely. there was a baptism. Oh, okay, that's interesting. Okay, I didn't realize that. So, which was pretty much the same way when I grew up. I just never really thought about it too yeah. much. Well. So, so um, by the time I remember church, it we followed that same format. They may very follow follow that same format today. I don't know. They pretty much and, do. Um, yeah. But we'd have a, a preacher, which growing up for me was Bob Fenton, and um, I've lost his name. Don Rader. Don Rader. Um, and so those preachers would normally preach 30 minutes-ish, sometimes a little less, sometimes a little more. Was that also the way when you were young, or did, were, the, were the preachings? When we had a revival. Uh-huh. I know I wanted to get into revivals, so okay. Okay, when we would have a revival, it would last one week, and you had church every night. Okay. Did it start like on a Sunday morning and then go through the uh-huh. week kind of a thing? The, normally the preacher would come on Sunday morning and then the, somebody would take him to their house for Sunday mm-hmm. dinner. Yeah. And uh, if he lived very far away, somebody would put him up at nights, mm-hmm. him and his wife or family, whatever right. they had. And he would preach every night. And uh, 
I'm not going to get into names. I don't want to do that <laughs> because of so, so many of his uh, ancestors and everything. Uh -huh. Everybody knows who they were. But anyhow, we had one preacher, and he made his uh, sermon on white tablecloths, and they fastened them up up okay. there behind the pulpit. So, so he would have illustrations and things all like of, that. Yeah, all of the uh, scripture uh -huh. for each thing, and then all written out and. The longest that I ever sat and listened to him was one of those chart sermons. I sat it right there and never moved for an hour and 45 minutes. <laughs> you um, remember that well? <laughs> yeah, I remember that really well. But see, back then... It's a long then, time for a little kid to sit there. So well, It's a long I, time for an adult to sit there. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I mean. That created a situation where the crowd, when you had a preacher done that every time, the crowd just start back down. Sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You didn't have and anybody. Nobody wanted to go hear that. Yeah. So. Yeah. But, uh, so in the revivals, did those happen? You know, those, when I was a little kid, I vaguely remember us doing one or two a year. Was that kind of how it was yeah. when you were young? Yeah. They used to do one in the spring and one in the fall, but uh, then it got to where they mainly just done one in the fall. Okay. They got down to one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember those well, and uh, a lot, lot of interesting, uh, lot of interesting times of those. So, okay, because the other thing that was interesting, and I'm curious if it was the same back then, is that when one church had a revival, so if Unionville had a revival or something like that, a lot of people from Liberty would go. Maybe not every night, but go a lot, several yeah. times. Yeah, yeah sometimes every that, night, depending on who it was. Done that a lot, and even to the point where. Like if Bloomfield down there would have a revival, uh -huh. occasionally uh, somebody would let Dad have one of the school buses and he'd drive it and take really? a load down from Liberty and, and wow. go to church so, down there one night. So so you'd have someone that, back in those days, the bus drivers owned their own buses. Oh, yeah. And so somebody would let you borrow a bus yeah. and you'd just load everybody and up. Sometimes and sometimes the guy on the bus would bring the bus and drive it himself. Sure. Yeah. You know. Oh, well, that's neat. Yeah. That's neat. Okay. Well, good deal. Um, all right. Well, we're at 22 minutes, so we got a few more minutes. So I want to get into on this last. Uh, we'll kind of end on this to some old stories um, that I've heard you told tell over the years that I want you to retell. Um, and the first one, um, actually, there's two stories about Nat. Um, the first one has to do with Nat and Joe, and 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 when I was being born, and uh, an interesting series of events there. So I'll let you tell that story. So, well. Uh when uh, we first found out that Marie was pregnant, we told Nat, said, you're going to get a, a new baby brother or, or a baby sister. Well, when you tell him that, you know, he always was so serious that he'd just sit and look at the floor and he wouldn't move. He just, you could tell the wheels were turning, you know. And so then, you know, someone else's thing got to where Marie was starting to show and they could tell what was going on, you know. Well, then someone else said, oh, you're going to get you a new baby brother or baby sister. And this just went on. And every time somebody would say that, Nat, it was just like a wilted flower. Uh -huh. He just looked so sad. So it, when the time come down, uh, Quinn was born in about, uh, I think, about 4 o'clock in the morning. Uh, my oldest sister came and stayed with Joe and Nat. Okay, so this is Virginia. It was Virginia. Came and stayed with Nat and Joe while you were at the hospital and with so Mom. I took okay. Marie and went to the hospital, and that was, uh, of course, that was our third boy. And it wasn't very long. We got there in time, but, you know, it was a little bit close, and he was born. 
and it was in November in the winter time and where we lived we had a fireplace and at that time of year I kept a fire in the fireplace a lot well when I come back home from the hospital after everything was okay and I come back home in the morning it was still dark when I got home so I went in the house and Virginia had went to bed in our bed okay so I just went and got me a blanket and a pillow and I laid down in front of the fireplace on the carpet okay. and went to sleep. Well, in a little bit, something woke me up, just, you know, and it was warm air hit me. And when I opened my eyes, it was Nat right down in my face saying, Dad, Dad, Dad. <laughs> I opened up and I said, well, yeah, hi, Nat, what's the matter? He said, why are you sleeping on the floor? <laughs> and I said, well, I just come back from the hospital. I said, you've got a new baby brother. And he just got real serious. Sat there for a little bit, got up and left. Went right back to the bedroom where all three of you boys grew up. Went to the bedroom, went in there, and in a minute I heard his feet just on the floor, just, you could tell he was hurrying. Come out of that room, down the hallway of running. And I thought, what in the world's matter with that boy? He came down there and he said, Dad, he said, Joe's still in there. And I said, what do you mean, Joe's still in there? He said, do we get to keep him? Oh, well, just, then is. I knew what that poor kid had gone through with for nine months. And I probably I probably quit uh, crying in about a half hour. <laughs> oh, that's such a sad just, story. Just to think what that poor You're going to get a new baby brother and yeah, a new baby don't. brother or sister, and he thought new is in replace. Well, it's so. like a new car. You yeah, know, you trade right. in the old one. Yeah. Oh, because he good. wanted to keep Joe. He didn't want a new one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that is a great story. One of my favorites for sure. Um, another story, we'll switch gears a, a little bit, that you've told over and over over the years is uh, the Hendricksville store, I think, is where this happened, and the Whaley family and a car. So mm -hmm. tell us a little bit about that. Well, the Whaley family grew up down about two miles south of Hendricksville on a farm. Hard-working people, honest people, very good people, the whole thing. And I think, I can't be sure, but I'm pretty sure there was 12 children born into that family. And uh, they just, uh, those boys, they were a set of twin boys that was the oldest. And they just, they furnished the entertainment. And it didn't matter what it was, they would do something to entertain. Well, they finally got old enough that they bought an old car, a 1940 Plymouth. Oh, wow. And bought it from Frank Ham. That was just, he was just like the front porch on the store, you know, he was always there. Okay. And, uh, but they bought this old car from him and they'd drive it up and down the road and boy, I mean, they drove it. <laughs> uh -huh. So they was at the store porch one night having fun and it was the two twins and I think, uh, the one we called Dude uh, was with them. There was at least three of them. Got in that car and took off south from the store porch, a spinning sideways, then a back around the other way, back around the other way, and about the third whip they made, that thing caught the black top and turned right up on its side. So. Of course, we, everybody run down there to see if anybody was hurt. Before we even got down there, the top of the, the door was up, flew open, you know, and one of them, here comes one out, and about that time, here comes another one out. 
whoever else was in there give that door a shove. When the next one out just got his head up, that door come back over and drove him right back down oh in the gosh. car. <laughs> but it didn't knock him out. But it put knots on his head. Oh, I bet. We got him out of there, and you know, we got a bunch of guys together and set that thing back up on its wheels. And the if, port dumped all the oil and gas out of it, and they drove it home. And if I remember right, the reason that all happened was they did that intentionally, if I well, remember yes, right. Yes. They, they were trying to see they if they could roll it over. They see if they could turn it over, yeah. <laughs> yeah that was the entertainment. <laughs> Funny times. All right, well, we've got a couple more minutes. So I won't have you tell one more story. And so this is the story of Nat and Santa Claus. Oh, well, <laughs> of course, Nat, being the serious person we've been talking about, was in uh, kindergarten. Come home one day, and Mom was, uh, she was there in the kitchen, and uh, she said, and he come in, said he come right straight into her when he got off the bus. I was still at work. And uh, he said, Mom, a kid at school told me there ain't no Santa Claus. And so she stopped what she done. She said, well, you know, Nat said, you're old enough to understand now. But said, it's just for the little kids, you know. It's a make-believe thing, you know. It's just a no big deal. But said, not really. Said, they're not really a true-to-life live Santa Claus. So then here stands Nat looking at the floor for period of time thinking of course and directly said well mom if there's no real Santa Claus said what about all this God stuff is that real <laughs> well that rocked Marie back on her heels like she'd never been rocked back before yeah yeah but anyway she'd done a lot of explaining and pretty well had him convinced and got it explained to him before I got home but he come and talked to me about it too when oh, I got wow. in Wow. <laughs> uh, it's just, it's just kids, you yeah. Know? Hard questions. Well, we're at 30 minutes, Dad, so appreciate it. And uh, it's been another interesting week. We'll take a little break here. Um, don't know uh, when we'll get around to the next podcast, but we'll probably do one again in maybe another three months or so. Um, and so it's really been good. Like I said, started this off thinking we were going to only do 10 minutes at a time at most. Instead, we've done 30 minutes, but it's been a lot of fun. And uh, I just really appreciate it. So have a good day. Well, thanks.